Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 935. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiismach at take10fortorah.org. Today I wanted to talk about a prayer that we say all the time. It's actually a prayer that we say not only daily, we say it on the uh, highest of holy days, we say it on Rosh Hashanah as part of the body of the tefillah, but generally we say it as we're leaving shul, or at least right before we're meant to be leaving shul, and that tefillah's name is Aleinu. Aleinu is two paragraphs. It's sourced very, very, very long ago. There are those who say Yehoshua wrote it, and uh, there are references perhaps in the tefillah to Yehoshua and maybe certain acronyms, but I don't want to get into how long ago it was written, but we do know that it's considered to be a very important tefillah. It finds itself in the body of the Shemona Esri, of the Amidah, Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur, which seems to be a very big deal. The uh, Rav Haigon actually says that a person should say it ba'atifas rosh, you should wrap your head as if it's a very significant tefillah, and, and there seems to be something about it. Now, there are a lot a lot of areas to, to focus on when it comes to the tefillah of Aleinu, but I want to focus on this actual exiting element of it. Part of the major statement of Aleinu is the statement that we have, Shehim b'shachavim lahevel varik, they on the, 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 the pagans, the idolaters, they bow down to nonsense and, and empty things. But we are uh, praying and bowing to to the King of Kings. That contrast is a very important line. There are more lines I didn't read all of them. But that contrast is part of the premise of Elena. That's where the focus is. Now the question, of course, becomes why do we say this tefillah all the time. Is it something which is so important that it should close tefillah? Or perhaps there's another theory. Some understand that, yeah, it's really important and every tefillah should have it. But the Bach says a very interesting thing, commenting on the tour. He says, Hatam hu, the reason we say this, We should get into our heads this idea of God and God's oneness. That God should remove all of the false beliefs and cut down all of the idols. And he goes on to explain that this ultimately, the need for this prayer at the end of Davani comes up because we go and engage with the outside world after we leave the shul. The shul is where we go in the morning maybe to see all the Jews. But then we leave the shul, we're outside in the world, and we see and are confronted with all sorts of different belief systems, all sorts of different kinds of people, and we want to make sure that we are focused on our one true belief. We're not maybe inclined to, to listen, to believe, to be impressed by anything else. So therefore, we remind ourselves of the emptiness of those false beliefs and those systems and the, the pagan idolaters that once existed, and therefore we are focused on God and what is important. So that's a pretty nice idea, the Bach says, that it's about not closing out every davening, but it's about the tefillah that we say before we leave the shul. Very powerful idea. And now the difference, of course, between the first opinion and the second opinion, whether it needs to be at every tefillah or it needs to be before you exit, is let's say you have two tefillahs in a row. You have a mincha and a marav that are put together, so do you have to say it after mincha if you're going to say it after marav? We actually don't say Elenu after musaf on um, Yom Kippur because 
you're expected to still be in shul. There wasn't really a break that was scheduled back in the day. And so therefore there wasn't a lane until the end of the day because there wasn't necessarily any leaving happening. But whether or not we do say Elena after Mincha when we are following it by Marav or not is not the point. The idea is this really this thoughtful and maybe provocative idea of the Bach, that Aleinu isn't just something that needs to be at every tefillah, but we need to think of Aleinu before we go out into the world. This idea comes up, I think, in another addition to Aleinu. There are three psukim that are added to the end of Aleinu. There's a little paragraph over there, not everybody says it, but the paragraph includes a few psukim, one random pasuk from Mishle, one from the beginning of Isaiah, and one from the end. The psukim are as follows. Don't fear sudden terror, nor the destruction of the wicked. Uh, contrive a scheme, but it will be foiled. It will not materialize. Because God is with us. And the third pasuk, uh, to your old age, I am with you, referring to God. To your holy years, I will sustain you. I have made you. I will carry you. I will sustain you and deliver you. What What are those psukim all about that are found at the end of Aleinu? So borrowing from the theme of the Bach, this idea that we need it before we exit the building out into the world, perhaps we can suggest as follows. As far as I know, those three verses only appear together in one context. That is a medrash which tells a bit of an elaborated story relating to Megillas, Esther, and Purim. And the Medrash speaks as follows. It says that when the decree against the Jewish people were made, Mordechai was walking home, or he was going someplace, and he, uh, Haman was very, very happy, and he sees Mordechai pass by, and he decides to follow Mordechai. Mordechai is clearly very despondent, and Mordechai sees some children leaving school. He chases the children, he finds the children, you know, uh, he catches up to them, the kids are pretty fast, and he says to the kids, what are you learning today? What did you learn today in school? And there was this idea that uh, what you learn that day in school maybe has some relevance to what's going on in the world, maybe it has some sort of prophetic power. And so the first child tells Mordechai and these three psukim are actually found in this measures. The first one says, Do not fear sudden terror, nor the destruction of the wicked when it comes. He turns to the second child, and the second child says, From a Pasuk in Isaiah, you know what I was up to today? Don't worry about the, uh, you know, the, 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 the schemes. They'll be foiled, or the plots. They won't materialize. And finally, the last one says, I'll be with you till your old age. I'm not going anywhere. And so Mordechai is very heartened by listening to these three psukim. And the Medrash says, He laughed. He was super happy. And Haman says, to Mordechai, what are you so happy about talking to these kids? He says, Amar al besuros tovo shlo efchad min hara They taught me how not to be afraid of the terrible decree that you have conspired to create against us. Haman's upset, he wants to destroy the children, but there's something about these three psukim. These three psukim are the three psukim that Mordechai is told in the time of Esther which reassure him and tell him that despite whatever plots might be out there in the world, it's going to be okay. Perhaps that's why these three psukim are put together to create this little paragraph that follows Elenu, maybe following in the idea of the Bach. 
The Bach says that we need Aleinu before we go out into the world. We need to clarify our beliefs. We need to reinforce ourselves before we encounter all of those outside influences that we might see and might uh, uh, think that they're going to convince us otherwise. No, that's why we need Aleinu. But so too, there are all sorts of threats and scary uh, different plots that might be existing. Things that, that might threaten the Jewish people generally. And so before we walk out into that scary world, we say these three lines that so reassured Mordechai in his time. And those are the three lines that make up these, uh, this end of Aleinu, this walking out of Shul into the world tefillah. Now it is important to remember as we're walking out of Shul, uh, sometimes people have the tendency to swallow it up and Aleinu turns into a bit of a tefillah haderech and uh, kind of like I'm getting on my way, I'm leaving, it's not so important because it's the end. We should kind of redouble our efforts to make Aleinu into a very important piece of our tefillah. Um, maybe uh, that's why it was sung. Other people think it was sung because there was a controversial line in there, and so to make sure that <laughs> the controversial line wasn't said, uh, they sang it out loud, and it was enforced so that it'd be sung out loud so the controversial line wouldn't be said out loud. But in any event, it's unfortunate that we seem to sometimes uh, run through Aleinu instead of focusing on it and giving it the attention it deserves. And the Sefer Olas Tamidi quotes that it's a tochachas magula la'adam, it's an open rebuke. Im yodei ben afshal yom sha'avu sha'yomer chasashom aleinu l'shabeach. If a person says aleinu l'shabeach b'merutzo menechitza chachosal gachalam, like uh, really too quickly and and just uh, way too fast, like you're walking on coals. Teva achas b'vesakneses, teva achas b'chutz. One word in the shul, one, one word out of the shul, to be on your way. How many times have we swallowed up words and maybe whole sentences? It's the type of thing that we should focus on because of its importance. Not only its importance because we see it's in Rosh Hashanah, Kippur Davening, it's a part of every Davening, but it might be the most important tefillah to orient ourselves towards the outside world. What we should be thinking about God and our beliefs, and also what we should be thinking about the threats that inevitably, inevitably face the Jewish people, but also, as is promised, we'll, we will inevitably succeed and outlast. Um, enjoy your Aleinu, try to inspire ourselves to stay a little bit slower, a little bit more methodically, and hopefully we'll be inspired the same. Have a great day.